IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. When considering the insurance industry's response to the pandemic, what has been working well and where is there room for improvement? In this timely episode presented by ITC, we are joined by CEO Laird Rixford. Laird sits down to discuss trends he's identified among the insurance industry's response to COVID-19 and areas he still sees room for improvement. Hello, welcome to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. Um, I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Deputy Editor at Insurance Business. And in this episode, we're going to be tackling the biggest event of 2020. That's right, the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, With the help of Laird Rixford, CEO of Insurance Technologies Corporation, we're going to take a look at how the insurance industry has responded well to the public health crisis and where perhaps the industry's response has been lacking slightly. Laird, welcome back to IBA Talk. Oh, thank you for having me back. It's uh, always a joy to talk to you. <laughs> so COVID-19, um, the World Health Organization declared um, this a pandemic back in March. So let's use that as a timestamp for when COVID-19 first became sort of a, a real reality really for, for North America. So since March, you know, what, what were the immediate, potentially some of the short-term impacts of the pandemic on the insurance industry? really saw an instant impact in uh, the number of transactions going through the market. They dropped serendipitously immediately upon uh, the, the real impact in early March. We had a uh, ongoing weather report where we regularly uh, talked about where we were seeing these decreases. And these decreases dropped to 35% below the expectations of where the market generally should be. And it happened at the worst time because it's generally the February, March, April timeframe when a lot of people renew their insurance, whether it be with tax returns or just the the standard cadence that they've always had of, of renewing their insurance. And all of that was delayed. And then so really that immediate short-term impact was the market just dropped out and everybody was worried. You had carriers that were refunding uh, or you know providing rebates and refunds back to customers. They were delaying payments. They were doing everything they could to stay ahead of the narrative that insurance was in trouble. Um, and, and that really lasted through April. But as we started to see the economy tried to reopen a couple times, a couple states reopened, you actually saw the general insurance market return back to somewhat normal. It's nowhere near where it should be. There's nowhere near uh, normal. And I don't think normal is going to be normal for a very long time for the insurance industry. Mm. Well, there's this phrase, the new normal. Uh, people are using it a lot, but um, that is something that the uh, the industry is going to have to to grapple with over the next few months, I'm sure. Um, were there any surprises to you, perhaps, in the industry's response? Uh, for example, I, I know a lot of people in the industry have been talking about you know, the speed at which some insurers have managed to shift their operations and bring in new tools and things like that. What are your thoughts on that? I think the, the, the modernization and using uh, technology to digitize operations really was a quick uptake for all businesses. And no ins- and insurance was no different with that. What was really surprising on the insurance industry's response was the 
almost the overreaction that I was talking about. That's that's what really surprised me is that there was this, oh, we got to chase re- providing rebates and giving free months and uh, doing all this stuff because the media's narrative around it was nobody is driving and therefore why are you paying for your insurance? So there was almost a knee-jerk reaction to that. Um Really, from almost day one, we saw a lot of agencies, brokers, and carriers be able to transition easily to working uh, remotely. And I think that that's just really a testament to the technology that supports the insurance industry right now, is that it does allow that really mobile agent and broker to be able to meet the needs of today's mobile and uh, mobile consumers, where consumers are looking to buy when and where they want. And the agents and brokers need to meet those needs. So it was really surprising to see everything that has been talked about over the past few years getting uh, proven that that you can meet the needs of an age, of a consumer anywhere you are. Mm. So is it fair to you know maybe describe COVID nineteen as a little bit of a of a catalyst for the industry? You know, as you said, this has proven we can make these changes. Companies can do this do this quickly. Um, so has this been a catalyst for change? Absolutely. And it's opened people's eyes about how consumers really want to interact with their insurance is while we saw the, uh, while we saw, you know, walk in regular traditional traffic into insurance agencies dropping by 25, 30, 35% in some cases, what we saw was an uptick online. We saw an uptick. We were 10, 15, 20% above expectations during that same time period because consumers couldn't go out, couldn't directly, so they were using the web. That's what has changed throughout all of this is that now that traffic has remained at that higher level as consumers have gotten out of this mindset i have to walk and talk and you know go, go grab a salad with my insurance agents as we talk about all of my coverages it's really changed that consumers go wow insurance is mobile insurance is technology driven that allows us to manage our policy when and where we want Absolutely. It's a, it's an exciting change. Um, so, you know, we're now six months in, um, well, six months from March anyway, uh, with, with, with no obvious light uh, at the end of the tunnel um, globally, not just in, in America. Um, so with that in mind, what are some things that perhaps the industry can be doing better? What do they need to focus on as we continue through this period of uncertainty? You know, one of the things that I saw over the past few months that has been a real game changer is that we've seen a lot of agencies that might have traditionally had a lot of churn. They've actually seen their business retain better and they've worked at retaining that. Um, they they did it through either working with their carriers to, to uh, forgive payments, delay payments, whatever it may be. But we are seeing agencies with increased policy and force counts 
really due to this whole mindset of I need to keep these customers because there's not a lot of shopping happening. A lot of customers that were traditional shoppers, always trying to find the best price, always you know getting a new car, always having that thing that, that created churn inside of an insurance agency, they're now going, well, I'm not doing all of those things. I'm not traveling. I'm not putting myself, I'm sticking in my little bubble. And they've said, well, I'll just keep my policy where it's at. So agencies that generally were like focused on churn are now going, wow, we can actually retain, we can do this as a renewal business, rewrite business where we are talking to our customers. And so that was something that generally the insurance agency, uh, the insurance agent market was really poor at. They were almost a fire and forget it type of policy seller. They sold the policy and then they want the carrier to maintain the relationship. They, If I never have to talk to that insured again, I would be happy. That's a, that's a dangerous mentality that we see sometimes in the insurance industry it, as the ongoing renewal commissions become the check of the month club for an agency. So, what we've been talking about for years about let's not be a check of the month club. Let's earn that renewal business. Let's do that uh, continuously. And the insurance agents picked it up. That's what they did better during this time. But what's the script has now flipped is where they need to be better is engaging that new business, engaging, bringing people in the end into their agency. Generally, they were focused on bringing new people into their agency. That was their focus because they were on the check of the month club. But once it was fire and forget. Well, now they see that they can do both sides and they need to be competitive because all of the progressives, the Geico's, the state farms, the uh, Liberty Mutuals, all of these uh, carriers and these direct riders, they've already set up their infrastructure to work completely consumer-driven, remotely, and mobile. In fact, Geico is now kind of just opening local offices, but they've operated almost their entire history without a local office to walk into. And so agencies and brokers, and really the carriers that support those agencies and brokers, they need to continue to catch up when it comes to how to engage new business inside an agency. Mm. So, you know, with that in mind, with, with COVID-19, obviously we, we can't do, agents can't do as much in-person business. Um, so what tools, what technology perhaps can they tap into to drive new business and bring in new clients to the, to the, to the book? You know, I, I, I harp on this as, as you and I have talked in the past, and it, it's so basic. It is one thing having a website. I, I know that a lot of agencies have a website, but just throwing up a business card on the web is not where it starts. You great, you've got your your names out there, whatever, but it is so much more than that. It is having great content, being well visible on search engines, local search, because when you're searching for I need insurance, while you might not be walking into an insurance agency or having in-person business, Google's local search works the exact same. So does Bing. So does Yahoo. It tells you who's closest to you and gives them the phone number. You press the button that says call or you press the button that says look at their website. 
But once they're there, you need to, once those consumers are on your site, you need to offer them the same things that are being offered by those direct riders, those large insure techs, whatever it may be. They need to be able to get instant quotes directly on your website. And what makes a independent agent really unique is that you're independent and you can choose and you provide choice to the consumer. And that's what consumers are truly looking for is choice, choice and the ability to self-serve themselves when they want. So having a comparative rater directly in your site that provides multiple rates is imperative. Mm -hmm. But even then, once you close that business, once you retain them, they're not going to be able to stop in and make a payment. They're not going to be able to, you know, ask you to fax them their uh, or email them their policy ID uh, card or the deck page because they're remote, you're remote. And so you need to have a self-service portal with an agency management backing in the back end that allows them to self-service their clients. These are all the things that are out there and that agents are missing when compared to the carriers and the consumers that are enjoying those features with the carriers. So that's really the technology that needs to be instilled because that is what they're currently getting from everybody else. Why are they not uh, getting it from the agent broker? Mm. I mean, uh, all of that sort of seems to it makes sense in, in today's sort of digital consumer world. Um, for a traditional insurance agency who perhaps doesn't have all of that at the moment, um, some of those changes may seem a little daunting. Um, it, 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 so, you know, they might think, how am I going to become a, an expert in SEO? How am I going to get my website at the top of the Google search, etc.? Where can they start? What advice do you have on sort of digitalizing an agency um, so that they can survive in, in, in this sort of current environment? You, you have to start somewhere. And I will always start that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Is that it's, you don't, everybody has heard of the app, the Couch to 5K where you're a couch potato and you want to run a 5K. It doesn't have you run 3.1 miles on the first day. You know, it it walks you, it, you walk for the first few days and then maybe you intersperse a little bit of a run and then it, it's two minutes running and five minutes walking. You're, you're taking these baby steps to get you to where you need. You just need to start somewhere. Having a plan, having a marketing plan that includes not only where you are, but where you want to be. And then once you have those two items, you can, you can provide a path for your agency's marketing. And, and a website is nothing but marketing. It is the, if you watch a, a current Geico ad, progressive ad, state farm ad, they don't give phone numbers out anymore. In fact, some of the ads don't even give their URL, but you know how to search for State Farm. But they give their URL, visit us at statefarm.com, whatever it may be. And that's the landing page of all of your marketing. So you have to start with a website and then you can build on. But it's not, it should not be daunting because these tools are readily available for many of the technology vendors that are out there serving. And the reality is they do it for you. They'll set up the website. You can ask them to handle your SEO, your social media, your content. They can provide you comparative rates right on your site, integrated right on your site. They can set up those portals for you and you have it. But 
that's actually, um, Bethan, the easy part is getting, calling up, getting that going, rolling, rolling down the street and getting that to happen is the easy part. It's then maximizing the value that it can provide by making sure that you are always engaging your customers. Go, go to our website to make a change. Go to, if you can't get a hold of us on the phone, you know, you're remote, you're out, you're on your phone, you're driving, whatever it is, you can always use our mobile website to look up your ID card if you get pulled over or something like that. It is once you have it, it's not just a put it out there and hope that it does the job. You have to build its presence. And what I do is I always use a, uh, an analogy of it's like putting a billboard in the middle of West Texas, way off of the highway, just putting this really great looking billboard that's got a fantastic message in the middle of the fields that nobody sees. Well, one day someone says, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a billboard in the middle of nowhere in West Texas. And then people start, there's a little bit of word of mouth and there's generated word of mouth. And then people start driving to the billboard. And then all of a sudden there's a, there's a little dirt road that goes to the billboard because everybody was doing it. Then it becomes a tourist attraction where people are showing up at the billboard, taking pictures. And then all of a sudden there needs to be a gas station because it's in the middle of nowhere and people are having to run, they're running out of gas getting out there and then they've got this billboard that that they just really love to to go see and they and then it creates a community and then all of a sudden there's a road and that community grows and then there's a highway and that's doesn't happen overnight that is something that is that marathon you start slow and you go until you're running mm-hmm Absolutely. So insurance agents start slow and get a billboard. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm waiting for somebody. I've used that analogy a couple of times. I'm waiting for somebody to put a billboard in West Texas in the middle of the field and, and either, either, either prove me right or prove me really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Share it on social media. See what happens. Yep. Um, okay. Led. So just let's one more question ready to, to wrap this up. Um, let's bring everything that we've spoken about so far uh, together and then maybe look at some of the the longer term impacts mm-hmm. um, of COVID-19. So, you know, longer term, I'm talking perhaps 2021, maybe even 2022. What are some of the, um, uh, you know, far reaching uh, things that have happened, changes that have happened that you expect to sort of see continue in the industry over the next few years? One of the things that is uh, surprising that we've seen is that traditionally there's a uh, an ebb and flow. There's a, a seasonality when it comes to insurance, uh, where you have certain periods where more insurance is sold and you have lulls during the summer months. You have lulls during uh, the holiday months because people are on vacation or they're, they're taking time for the holidays. So you have these ebb and flows. COVID and the coronavirus might have really leveled those those events because now maybe instead of uh, having your renewal happen in March or, or April, that renewal just because uh, you were given a few free months or whatnot or your your payments were extended or your policy was extended a couple more months or whatnot, now it's evened out. And we're really seeing that instead of having that seasonality, there might be just an even flow throughout the industry throughout the year based upon really coronavirus and COVID kind of resetting that seasonality. Um, they, then, you know, so that 
you know, the, the, the cadence of the industry is, is definitely changed. Also, how the insurance industry looks at engaging with consumers has been changed forever, which is a good thing is consumers were always driving the bus whenever it comes to how to engage with insurance agents. It's just a lot of times insurance agents were dictating and aid agents and brokers and whatnot. They were dictating exactly uh, who uh, um, they, they, they were dictating how the uh, consumer was engaging with the, uh, the agency. Well, now the consumer has kind of said, Hey, this is how we're going to do it. And now the agents are actually listening and they're doing it. So they're seeing a lot of change when it comes to technology and the usage of technology, and they're embracing it much more than they, they have in the past, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. There's lots of uh, exciting and interesting things uh, happening in the, in the industry right now. So um, definitely a, a good time to be in it. Um, Led, that's all we have time for uh, in this episode. So thank you very much, um, as always, for a, a very interesting discussion. Always great to, to have you on IBA Talk. Yeah, absolutely. It's brilliant. Um, and thank you to the listeners for, uh, for tuning in. Um, I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Deputy Editor at Insurance Business, and this was IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk presented by ITC. For more from Laird and his team, visit them at getitc.com. That's getitc.com for more. Follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for the latest episodes.